Welcome to Spiritual and Physical Soul Food with Coach T. I'm Coach T and I have over 11 years of experience in ministry leadership as well as I'm a nutrition coach. Every episode, I aim to provide you with practical resources and information to support your spiritual and physical food nutritional journey. So glad that you have joined me on today and I really hope that you enjoy this episode. Welcome to season number two. So our first episode for season number two, we're going to talk about diets. And as you know, I focus on two aspects um, of the whole person, and that is the spiritual aspect and the physical. And so I'm going to hop in and talk about the spiritual first, spiritual diets. Then we're going to talk about um, physical diets. And I'm actually going to share with you a clip from the first season um that talks about diets um and references some of the diets that there are to try and we're able to learn a little bit more about diets together um with a snippet from our previous season and so um to get right to the nitty-gritty i really hope that everyone is doing well i am so happy that you have joined me on today um and let's talk about diets so as believers we know um and believe that the spirit um, of God lives on the inside of us. And so we know that we have a spirit man to take care of. That's what I'm going to reference it as. Um, as we talk today about our spiritual care, um, it's, a, it's a spirit man that dwells on the inside of us, which is the Lord. He left his spirit on the inside of us to guide us, to keep us and to be with us. And so he's never left us. He left his spirit on the inside of us. And so we got to take care, right, of ourselves spiritually. And so when I think about a spiritual diet, I think about um, what we intake spiritually, right? So it's not something that we digest in our actual physical tummies, um, in our digestive tract. It's something that we are, and I'm going to focus on two um, parts today of spiritual care, and that's going to be our ear gates and our eye gates. Ear gates and our eye gates. And the scripture talks about the ear gates, it talks about the eye gates. And I'm going to read with us um, just a scripture as we open up and kind of like talk a little bit more about our spiritual care. Proverbs chapter 4 verses 20 through 22. My son, be attentive to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not escape from your sight. Keep them within your heart. For they are life to those who find them and healing to all their flesh. And so we know um, that my belief, our belief is that we are not just flesh and bones, um, and we are not to be led by our flesh. Um, and so what we need to make sure that we're doing is actually having a spiritual uh, well-being, a spiritual care routine, or making sure that we are conscious and intentional about our spiritual care. And so focusing on the ear gates and the eye gates, I want to just pull out that word gates for us and kind of think about, well, what does the word gates mean, right? When you think of a physical gate, um, you may have heard the song before, Open the Floodgates of Heaven. I like that song. Um, or if you're thinking about a gate where you live, if you have a gate um, at your house or before you, as you're driving through the entryway of wherever you live, or if you've seen a gate before, just thinking about a gate. What is a gate, right? And, it, and it's exactly what you're thinking about it is. It's an entryway, right? It's in a point of access, a point of reference. Um, it's a way in. And so thinking about gates and focusing on ear gates and eye gates and spiritual wellness and care, 
we need to think about and really just be intentional about the things that we allow to pass through, that we allow to enter into um, our ear gates. So what we listen to, what we hear, and in our eye gates, what we see, right? What we're watching. And so thinking about these two, and if you were to just do a little deep dive and think about yourself and what you listen to the most, what you hear the most, what you see the most, what you watch the most, thinking about these things, are they adding fruits or value to your life, to your spiritual man, to your spiritual well-being? And take a second to really think about that. Think about that. Um, it's something that I do often or that I do periodically. Um, this is a point of self-care, right? To say, okay, I've been watching this. I've been thinking about this. How is that impacting me? Because maybe watching one show, maybe listening to one song, right, won't have major impact on us. We won't feel or it won't seem as if it has just a large impact on us. But the things that we consistently intake and watch and see the things that we consistently hear and listen to um, can take root, right? They can take seed into our spiritual man. They can take seed into our spiritual care and affect us in negative ways. They can change the way we think. They can change what we believe. They can change what we can see. Um, even in our spiritual eyes, when we'll, we'll begin to lean more on our physical eyes than our spiritual eyes that we've been blessed with we'll be leaning more on to what we hear people saying and what we hear um what we're listening to in these songs and just different things versus hearing from god right and so we just got to be intentional and really vigilant about that because these things take root and they can wreak havoc in our lives without us even really realizing that this is what's happened and so thinking about your spiritual diet, we want to focus on the things that you consume through your ear gates and your eye gates. And that will be those things that you are intentionally setting forth for yourself. So for me, and I am going to do a bonus podcast at some point in the season to share a little bit more about me, kind of the things that's been going on with me and my life. But that's another episode. Um, but just a snippet of that would be I am from Louisiana, not sure where you're listening from, just recently experienced and endured through Hurricane Ida, and I also recently relocated um, to another city, and so I was navigating um, evacuation for two weeks as well as relocation at the same time. Now, I'm not sure if you've had to navigate either one of those individually, but to navigate them at the same time, okay. I mean, just to be transparent, really, really was experiencing a lot. And so it was um, mandatory for me to become extra vigilant and just be super um, cautious and aware of what I allowed through my ear gates and eye gates and my spiritual care during that time. Because it was a challenging time, because it wasn't an easy time, and because um, I still needed to navigate and I still needed to be um, functional during this time and sane, right? And so what I needed to do was take care of myself. And so the first thing I thought to take care of, even before my physical body, um, was my spiritual. And so thinking about that, one of the things that I did was made sure that even for my thoughts that I would have, that would come to try to take root that were either generated from myself or generated from the enemy himself, um, having a response to that 
immediately or having a response to that quickly um that was not from me that was not from an outside source that was not from what the world would say what somebody who i can get advice from would say but that came strictly from the word of god and so i protected um basically what i was listening to and what i was watching by responding to those thoughts and also trying to take care of my spiritual man in that way and so if i had a thought of oh this is going to last forever or you know how am i i need provision and i'm not going to have what i need and and then i would respond to that with scripture right and in, in matthew chapter 6 the scripture tells us um not to be anxious it talks about how the bir- god takes care of the birds right so why would he not take care of me and so i would have the thought i would allow myself to be human and have the thought and i would acknowledge the thought but then i would respond right to it right and i wouldn't let it fester now we're i'm not perfect huh? we're flesh and bones and so this won't be um a seamless you know thing but it's something that we practice and it's something that uh, we build a muscle to do that really supports our spiritual care and so as so there are some thoughts that might take root and there are some um things that we can see or and think about and hear um, that can impact us but what we have um in our power and our will and the control to do is to respond to it, not let it fester, and to speak the word of God over our own lives, right? And to hear and be hearers, um, not just hearers, but doers of the word of God, right? To take let the belief that we have and that really drives us take solid root and really have our actions to reflect what we actually believe. And so that's just a little snippet of like a personal experience of how what how it looks to um, take care of yourself spiritually and how it looks to have a spiritual diet and so for me i would read specific scriptures um, intentionally that spoke to what i was experiencing what i felt what i heard what i saw i saw a lot of devastation um, that was beginning to take root i felt a lot of things i'm one of those people who can feel things and empath empath if you will and so i really had to be super protective um, and just super proactive with myself as I was navigating through the time and through the space. So um, I took down some notes and I'm kind of running through them uh, free flowing. So bear with me. But so that is the focus for our spiritual diet today. We're thinking about ear gates and eye gates and how we can um, have a diet that supports us. So one of the things you want to keep um, at the forefront of this, when you're thinking about your own specific spiritual diet, what you're experiencing, what you are going through, is just that, those specific things that are unique to you. What is it that you are seeing? What is it that you are watching that could be taking root? Let's limit or delete these things um, so that we can take care of ourselves spiritually. And then are there things that you may not, for instance, if you if you were in that space as well with Hurricane Ida or if you had a situation that you could not personally change or shift, right? What is it that you can look at? What is it that you can watch that can support your spirit, man? Can you read some scripture that can speak to what you're experiencing and what you're seeing? Can you listen to some worship songs, to some gospel that um, talks about exactly what you are seeing um, and offers a perspective of the light, um, and of the truth, the truth of the word of God. And so these are ways that we can respond. These are ways that we can create a diet for ourselves of what we consume um, that will nourish our spirit man and not um, starve our spirit man, right? We don't want to have um, a malnutritioned 
spirit, right? Just like we wouldn't want one in the physical. And so thinking about that gate in the entryway through our ears, through our eyes, and coming up with a diet that supports us, we can think about things to do daily that can support us. I know I read scripture that supports me. I know I listen to worship music that also supports me. I will watch some sermons. I will listen to some sermons. Um, I will do things that feed that my spirit man. Think about your favorite things. Think about your favorite things to do to nourish yourself spiritually. And include those things on a daily basis. You can also include those things throughout the day. I know for me, I've needed and been in spaces in life where I have actually needed to be in the presence of God, to be um, listening to and watching only uh, the word of God, only um, the truth and only um, things that are good, the dwell on things that are good, like throughout the day. Sometimes we need that, right? It's not all, It's this is not a a one-stop shop, or this is something that we have to continuously do. Just like we have to continuously eat every day. We don't eat, you know, on Thursday and we good for, you know, the next month. Um, that's not how our stomachs operate. We have to eat consistently. Time one meal is over, you know, it's about time for the next one uh, because we have an appetite, right? And so we also have a spiritual appetite, although we may not feel it in the same way. We have a physical body, that will let us know, right, when we're hungry. Our stomach starts to growling. We start to feel the... Some people say, we, I can feel my back <laughs> through my stomach. I'm so hungry or so thirsty. Our lips might become chapped. So we may not get those physical... Sometimes we do, but we may not get those physical um, hunger pains like we would for our... Uh, when we uh, when our stomachs are... Uh, when we have an appetite or when we need to eat, right, or in our physical bodies, when it's time to nourish our physical man. But... Um, we also have our different indicators and different things that can help us to know, hey, my spirit man might be on E, you know, might be hungry. Um, this is if your behavior is changing. This is if your thoughts are going haywire, if you're not able to concentrate, if things that are not typical for you are beginning to happen. These are all indicators that we can look for and become aware of, hey, I'm actually not behaving the way that I typically would. Or this is a little different for me. Or, I don't really go to this place this much. I don't really watch that quite that much. Or, you know, I wasn't trying to. That's not really what I want to do. So these can be just little nudges or these can be just little indicators of, hey, I think, you know, I might be a little hungry spiritually. So we have to become a little bit more aware about what is it that lets me know that my spirit man needs to be fed. And that might be different for different people. As you can sit and kind of self-reflect as I'm sharing with you right now, you might be able to pull out some of those things for yourself. And so kind of paying attention to your spirit man um, even more than we pay attention to our physical bodies. Again, we know our physical bodies will let us know. Um, but we need to make sure that we are conscious and aware of our spiritual man first and foremost. So that is our spiritual diet focus and um, we're thinking about combating and supporting our spiritual diet um, in different ways. So supporting the ear gates, supporting the eye gates. And I also have a note on here, um, and, and we do real talk here. Coach T does real talk here um, on the podcast. And so if we are 
watching things like porn, if we are listening to songs who, that impact us negatively or that are saying negative things, again, we might just do it one time and think, oh, you know, no big deal. These things take root. These things change behaviors, change mindsets. Um, and so they take root. And so we want to make sure that we don't allow anything to take root in our lives. Certain things can become addictive. Certain things uh, we will have to go through a different process to kind of get free of it. it. It might just, it can become more of a bondage type situation, what we allow through our ear gates, what we allow through our eye gates. And so we really want to be vigilant, vigilant, vigilant. I can't stress that enough um, about it because that's the seriousness and how important it really is. Um, and so think about those things that you are sensitive to. Everybody's not sensitive to the same things. Everybody's sensitivities could be different, right? Or we could feel that they are. And so if you feel as though this is where we become really, um, I said it before, but it's, 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 it speaks to what it is, self-aware. And this is where we become just really in tune with ourselves. And so thinking about the way you want to live your life and thinking about kind of what you want out of your life, the fruit you'd like to see in your life. Some of us may listen to one rap song. The next thing you know, whatever they said on the song, we trying to do it. Everybody can't just listen to rap songs, depending on the vulgarity of it, depending on the extreme of what they're saying, right? Some Everybody can't listen to it. And people have really different stances on this. So take this with a grain of salt or whatever floats your boat. Some people say, no rap music ever. Some people say um, that I, in moderation, whatever you feel with your convictions, um, I'd definitely be in deep prayer about this, but you have to go with your convictions that you have um, in your relationship with God. And so you know your sensitivities. You know the things that will get you quicker than other things, right? You know the things that will take you to a place you never thought you could be in. You know the things that have taken you to a place before, Right? That you have to ha- that you've had to um, be unshackled from that you've had to um, release bondage from those things the things that you already know right there'll be things that you will discover and learn and you know it might be a gotcha situation and from that you're able to learn and better support yourself spiritually but there are things right now that you know um, you are fragile to and that you have already experienced a certain extent of and you want to definitely keep those at the forefront. Is it porn? Is it um, rap music, right? Everybody can't listen to it. Is it certain things that you know, certain places that you go that make you feel a certain way if you're not trying to act out in your flesh or behave in a fleshly way? And that just means um, taking the worldly approach. That this means doing things out of the characteristics of God and out of how he's called you to uh, behave. And so... You know those places, you know those things, you know um, the different things that you watch, you know those people, uh-oh, people, the people who you've been listening to who have not been helpful to you or who have had you, who've led you to a certain desert place, are are you still listening to those same people? Um, the, the things that you're watching and allowing to take root in you, some of us can't watch the news every day, um, it impacts us. You need to be very careful and just cautious and to know thyself. Know where what your triggers are. Know what your sensitivities are. Be spirit-led. I would um, encourage you to make sure that you are consistently in communication 
uh, building that intimate relationship with Christ so that you are able to, for yourself, identify. For yourself, know, hey, these are some of the things I'm noticing trigger me. I notice that when I watch this, this happens. I notice that when I listen to this so much, I start feeling this way or I start behaving this way or thinking this way. We want to just be aware. We want to make sure that we are supporting our spiritual man, that we are spiritually nourishing ourselves. And so thinking about that spiritual diet, we are going to be super intentional about our ear gates and our eye gates to make sure that we are our own first line of defense for support in our spiritual care. And so that is about all I have for our spiritual diet portion. And so I am now going to go into sharing a little bit about our physical the different types of diets. So we're going to learn a lot about what are certain types of diets, how are diets um, identified, what are some advantages as well as disadvantages to diets. And so we're going to learn a lot more today. So diving right on in, um, diets can be described or can be defined as the kinds of food that a person, animal, or community habitually eats. A special course of food to which one restricts oneself either to lose weight or for medical reasons. Going on a diet. I know I'm sure we've all heard about diets and have heard people say they're going on diets. And maybe you have tried a few different diets yourself. And so we're going to navigate today just some different diets. You'll maybe learn a little bit more about some diets you have tried. Maybe you have um, are interested in just learning more about different diets that you can try for yourself. So you'll have some of that information and get some of that um, knowledge right now. All right. So just to share more about uh, my role, you know that I am a nutrition coach. Um, I am Coach T. And so I'm going to share just some insights on how I can also support you as well. Um, if you were to join Team Tribe as a client, um, specifically and individually on your health goals, health and wellness goals both spiritually and nutritionally for your physical body. So as a nutrition coach, um, what I am aware of is just the wide ranges of dietary approaches that exist. Um, in addition to the appreciation for just scientific consensus on the effectiveness of different diets. And so uh, one of the focuses um, that I have just as a coach is... Um, well, for, for example, I get the question a lot, what is the best diet? So I get asked, what's the best diet? What should I be eating? You know, I've heard about the popular diets that are out there. Should I go with that one? Should I get ketosis and be, you know, and go for the keto diet? Is it the Atkins diet? Is it the Jenny Craig? People just want to know, you know, what is the best diet? What should they do? And I completely understand that. I love um, the enthusiasticness about health and about wellness and about self-care and just wanted to be whole and healthy to live out your purpose in life and you know to build relationships and to just do the work of living and so um, that definitely will happen through meeting your nutritional needs and so when I get this question um, I love it for the intent that's behind it but the, there is one primary problem with the question 
that I can identify as a coach, nutrition coach, and that is that the question itself assumes that there is a single, like one singular best method um, to meeting your nutritional needs. Um, and so for me, knowing that there is more than one way to do that, and so I'm able to accurately assess the potential effectiveness of a diet, of any diet for any client. And so I understand the principles by which diets in general inf- influence health and body composition. So rather than the need to rely on just one diet, so just how do I make keto work for me or just, you know, how do I make this Atkins diet work for me? So understand the different components that need to be in a diet for a person's health for the, to meet their nutritional needs is a part of my scope and sequence and a part of what I can support uh, you on um, if you were to join Team Travers Acclaim. So let's go into sharing a little bit more about that. So there are a wide variety of different dietary approaches, different ways to approach a diet that can lead to the improvements in health and body composition. Um, so rather than asking which diet or which method is best, one of the things I can support you on would be um, what's more important for your nutrition uh, for your nutrition as a whole. To understand those principles um, the other, that underlie a healthy diet and just like a healthy diet that alters your body composition. Because the fact is that all dietary approaches or methods um, can successfully um, work for the same reasons. So any diet can be set up in a way or in several different ways that could help you achieve your um, different or your individual nutritional needs. So I'm going to share a little bit about just some diets, um, dietary approaches and how they can vary with several different factors. And that will include some of these that I'm going to list for you right now, uh, but it's not limited to, but that can include energy. The calorie control, uh, for example, calorie counting, points-based commercial diets, or any specific meal plans. Macronutrient composition, that'll be the low-carbs, low-fat, ketogenic, or protein-sparing modified fast that there are out there to try. That could include food types, group choices, um, restrictions like gluten-free, like vegan, vegetarian, Paleo, clean eating, Mediterranean, like time-based restriction diets. For example, fasting, time-restricted, what times of day you're going to eat. Cutting off times to eat your meals or your nutrients, like the cutoff time. Some people are saying, I'm not eating anything after 8, or I'm not going to eat anything after 9. So time-based diets. Or degree of flexibility um, for dietary restraint. So that's just like an overview of the different types of diets that exist, that are out there, that you may have heard about, that you may have tried. And I'm going to give just some more specific details to some of these diets. And so I'm going to start with the food group ones. So let's start talking about the Mediterranean diet. This diet um, is common among populations that are living near the Mediterranean, Italy, Greece, Spain, And this includes liberal use of fresh vegetables, fruits, grains, nuts, and olive oil, fish, poultry, and dairy that are included um, in moderate amounts, while red meat consumption is low. 
Some advantages of the Mediterranean diet include um, reduces risk for many chronic diseases, decreased mortality rate, so that's the death rate, potential weight loss. Some disadvantages to um, the Mediterranean diet would be uh, it may require additional food prep time. Red wine should be consumed in moderation and it's potentially difficult um, to adhere to. Um, for certain people, depending on kind of your lifestyle and kind of how you feel about the different things that are included in the Mediterranean diet. So the next food group type of diet we're going to talk about is vegan and the vegetarian diet. So this, um, a vegan diet is a plant-based diet that excludes all animal products. Vegetarian diets abstain from meat and poultry, but may allow some animal products like eggs and dairy. Advantages to um, the vegan or vegetarian diet would be that it can reduce the heart the risk of heart disease and cancer. It improves blood glucose levels in diabetes, diabetes, diabetics. Potential weight loss is also an advantage. Some disadvantages to the vegan and vegetarian diet include potential for inadequate protein intake. Risk for suboptimal vitamin B12, calcium, and iron intake. Risk for suboptimal omega-3 fatty acids and creatine intake. Potentially difficult adherence. And so this will be subjective depending on how you, what you naturally orient to and what you naturally are used to eating. Whether either of these diets that I'm going to share with you the details about whether they will specifically be difficult for you or challenging or if they will actually potentially be, you know, difficult to adhere to. Just depends on your lifestyle, kind of how the change would be for you. So it's really on a person by person case. Um, I mentioned that just to say, just to acknowledge the difference um, and transition that it could be for your diet. Um, and like I said in the beginning, just a reminder that all diets can be adjusted to meet the specific needs of uh, an individual. So the vegan and vegetarian diet, for example, could work for you uh, with the disadvantages that we are aware of and that we know about. We can make a plan for that. So like they say, there's an app for that. It could be an app for that. So I'm going to give you three more uh, food group based types of diets um, that you may have heard of, that you may have tried just to learn a little bit more about them. We got the paleo diet a dietary approach that mimics our ancestors. It calls for the avoidance of grains, legumes, dairy products, and most conventionally processed foods. Some advantages of the paleo diet include weight loss, improved blood markers, which would be like cholesterol, triglycerides, and insulin. And also it can decrease consumption of um, hyperpalatable foods. Some disadvantages of paleo diet Unnecessarily restricts healthful foods like whole grains, legumes, and um, dairy, depending on your belief system around what's healthy. Um, it doesn't appear superior to other diets for weight loss. Um, and again, disclaimer, it could be potentially difficult to adhere to. Next, we got gluten-free diet. Gluten-free. I know that some people are finding out um, more, more now than before that they are allergic to gluten or their body doesn't have tolerance for gluten. So let's talk about the gluten-free diet. Gluten is the term used to describe a collection of proteins found in grains such as wheat. 
barley, and rye. A gluten-free diet is typically prescribed for patients with celiac disease or a wheat allergy. So we're talking about those allergies a second ago. So if you're allergic to wheat, you're likely can't tolerate the gluten. Some advantages to the gluten-free diet would be that it removes GI distress for individuals um, with celiac disease. It may improve GI distress for individuals with a gluten intolerance. And it may be beneficial for those um, with Hashimoto's thyroiditis. And that's a specific um, that's a specific ailment. And so if you know about that, if that's something that you are struggling with, then if you are gluten-free, it will definitely help your health. Some disadvantages to the gluten-free diet would include inferior to many um, diets for weight loss, if that was the only um, diet that you were adhering to. Um, that it could be inferior to many other diets for improved health markets as well, as it could be potentially difficult to adhere to. So my suggestion, um, and just like my, I guess, tip or tidbit here would be that you can combine diets depending on what's best for you um, and your nutritional goals and needs. So you could potentially combine the gluten-free diet with another diet um, that better fits your needs so that you can change those disadvantages to become advantages for you. DASH diet is the next one. Have you heard of the DASH diet? I want to have you heard of it. The DASH diet, um, the dietary approaches to stop hypertension, that's what DASH is. So it's a diet that was developed to help people lower blood pressure without medication. It involves consuming fruits, vegetables, whole grains, low-fat dairy, fish, poultry, legumes, and vegetables, vegetable oils, while minimizing saturated fat and sugary beverages and sweets. Some advantages to the DASH diet include reducing blood pressure, improves overall cardiovascular health, potentially can help reduce body weight and body fat. Some disadvantages to the DASH diet would be that it may require additional food prep time. The primary emphasis is lowering blood pressure and not body weight. Um, And it can also, disclaimer, potentially be difficult or potentially difficult adherence. So, which again is subjective. So we just cover five of the food choice, food group based diets. Um, and talked about some of the advantages and disadvantages of them. If I could um, offer a ref- moment of reflection right now, I would ask the question of, have you tried any of these diets? Were they successful for you? What was the outcome for you? Are you interested in trying out any of these diets and thinking about those different advantages and disadvantages? Is anything resonating with you as we learn more about diets? I want to share now just some more um, about different diets. We're going to go now to talking about diets um, that include the different types of energies and calories and carbs. And so we're going to go now to share more about these types of diets. And we're going to start with the low energy diet. The low energy diet has a low number of total calories. So when we talk about the energy, we're talking about calories. So about 800 to 1,200 kilocalories per day. 
Um, those less than 800 kcal are known as very low energy diets. And I'm going to give a disclaimer before I go any further that any of the diets that you hear Coach T talking about today, um, I will always suggest and will always uh, make sure I encourage anyone who is listening that before you try any diet, to make sure you check with your healthcare provider, your doctor, your primary care physician, your allergist, your dream team of people who know about the inner workings of your specific amazing body and what it needs before you start a diet. Okay? Um, any diet. So, to continue with the low energy diet, some advantages are rapid weight loss, useful for overweight obese populations may improve health markers some disadvantages is that it increases the risk of muscle loss the decreased athletic performance because of the low energy you don't have a lot of energy to perform those um, athletic activities increased risk for micronutrient deficiencies increased hunger and difficult adherence so the low energy diet and these are diets that i'm sharing with you that exist um, I am not sharing them because I encourage you to, to try them out specifically or necessarily. I'm giving you information right now. This is just me wanting to share more about the different types of diets you to navigate your learning in diets and what works best for you. Um, and also um, in those conversations with your physicians to kind of have information as a base to bring to figure out what could be best for you um, or your nutrition coach should you become a client. <laughs> so we have low fat diet next. This is a diet with fat intake around 20 to 35% of total calories. Some advantages would be reduced body weight and body fat, improved health markers. Some disadvantages would include limits food choices, may decrease certain hormones, sex hormones, and potentially difficult adherence. And so that's your low fat diet. Let's talk about low-carb diets now. Um, and that's a diet where carbohydrate content is 40% or less of your total calories. Advantages could be reduced body weight and body fat, improved health markers, avoidance of hyperpalatable, hyper which is the sugary foods. And some disadvantage to the low-carb diet would be Suboptimal diets for certain athletes. So if you're trying to have a lot of activity going, if you're weightlifting, this type of thing, this diet um, is not going to give you what you need. It could have a potential for increased cholesterol consumption because your body is trying to um, make up for that. And then it also could be potentially difficult to adhere to. Ketogenic diet, uh-oh, ketosis, uh-oh, let's see about the keto ketosis, folk. Keto, keto, a diet where carbohydrate content is less than 5% of total calories, protein intake is moderate, 20 to 30%, and fat intake is high, 65 to 75%. Advantages, effective for patients with epilepsy. Weight loss, improved health markers, avoidance of hyperpalatable, those sugary foods. Disadvantages, potential for increased LDL cholesterol, potential nausea and vomiting at initiation of the diet when you first starting it out. 
potential fatigue and headaches and initiation of at the initiation of the diet so when you're starting it out um and it could potentially be difficult to adhere um another thing i want to share in general these are a few advantages that i'm sharing for each of these diets these are a few of the disadvantages that i'm sharing out there are more that exist and i'm just sharing kind of a general quick snapshot overview and last but not least, the last one we're going to detail to share about will be high-protein diet. This diet contains more than 25% of total calories from protein. Advantages, weight loss, improved health markers, muscle gain when combined with resistance training, important tip. Disadvantages, potentially dangerous for people with existing kidney disorders may restrict fiber intake and fiber-rich foods um, that, that, are cons- that are not consumed and potentially difficult to adhere to. So we just learned a lot about diets. We learned about the food group-based diets. We learned about those specific diets that cut out different parts of our nutrients, the calorie, the, the low-calorie, the low-fat, the low-carb, ketogenic, high-protein diets. So... I hope that you are taking this all in and soaking it all in and just getting a general sense of what these diets can offer you and just kind of some disadvantages to them as well to keep in mind. And so from there, in this episode, I would like to continue to talk about diets Um, and moving to the topic of consider the source. Consider the source. What do I mean by that? Well, we can learn about diets from many different places. We can learn about them from the TV, television, Facebook. We can learn about them from um, word of mouth, just people that we know, right? We can learn about them from books. We can learn about them from magazines. And so I just wanted to kind of share an overview of the reality of getting information from the wrong places and getting wrong information um, from places um, at which we should not necessarily be looking to for factual information. And so just a thought, just a reminder, consider the source of where you get your information. Are you learning it from a um, from a health professional? Are you learning it from a health coach? Are you learning it from word of mouth from someone who um, who you know and love and trust but may not be well-versed um, on the content? Just considering the source of the information that you're taking in and that you are operating in. So anything that you're going to take action from, information that you receive, and just say, okay, I'm going to, I heard keto was good. You know, Sandra and I'm doing keto. This is just an example. <laughs> Sandra and I'm doing keto. I'm going to go ahead and try keto too. Um, not to say Sandra not trustworthy, uh, but I would say do your own research and see what why is Sandra doing it? Does it work for her for some specific reasons? What is the reality of her experience with it? Um, will that work for you and your health makeup, for your physical body? And so things to consider. And number one, consider the source. And so um, I, sh- I want to share that some of the... Solid places to get feedback from, solid places to get research from, solid places to get information from um, would be places in which there are trusted people who are reporting these information or sharing the information would be from healthcare professionals, would be from co-health coaches, 
um, will be from those who hold certifications in the area, will be those um, different journals or articles um, that are not like a tabloid, not like a like someone who is just generating something and sharing it. So those trusted spaces. Peer review articles would be would be a good source for for information. Uh, textbooks would be good good places for information and just those solid trusted places. So we just want to make sure that we're not just going with what's popular, especially when we're talking about maintaining our temple, maintaining our body. We only get one, and so it is really really important that we are being intentional um, and taking it really really serious about where we are getting our information. So there are some dietary approaches um, that have much stronger evidence behind their efficacy than others. For example, the Mediterranean diet and the DASH diet have an extensive amount of peer-reviewed literature behind them, um, with the vast majority showing clear benefits for health. Um, There are some diets and other diets that do not have extensive or high-quality long-term resources that support their use. And so even with the ones that do, you want to make sure that it fits for you, of course, check it with the healthcare professional, but especially for the ones that don't, you know, that there's not that much research or or it's not the research that you find is not good research. They're not good outcomes. You want to make sure that you shy away from those specific diets. So that is our physical diet um, podcast portion for today and to leave us off um, on a closing note I would say um, we've learned about our spiritual diets today we've talked about our physical diets for our physical bodies and nutrition um, as we know man shall not live by bread alone that's that physical diet right but but from every mouth that proceeded out of the mouth of God and so I'm gonna loop us on back to making sure that we also consider the source um, when we are maintaining our spiritual diets as well um we know that our source is the word of god and the word of god only um and so anything that you're hearing or receiving through your ear gates and eye gates you want to make sure that you check it even these podcasts you want to make sure you check everything um to the word of god right you have um the ability to um, open the word up to to read the bible um and to get the word for yourself and i encourage you to do just that um protect yourself and be proactive about your well-being and the nutritional um, just capacity and well-being of your physical man, uh, the temple, the body, your temple, as well as your spirit man um, that dwells on the inside first and foremost. So God bless you. Um, this was a little longer than expected, y'all. Thanks for hanging in. Um, if you took it um, day by day and did the, the spiritual diet portion one day and then the physical diet portion the next day, that's cool too. Um, going forward, I'm going to shoot to make them a little bit shorter, <laughs> um, just to be um, easier to, I guess, listen to. Um, but give me feedback if you guys have any. I hope this podcast was helpful and fruitful for you. Um, God bless you, and I'll see you for the next episode. Welcome back, season two. Woo!